Yeah, but. Yeah, but. <laughs> Shit, man, what? Shika. Welcome back, friends, to the Joe Blow Horror Show, where we review, write, discuss, and break down horror movies, not horror films. Get, just get out of here with those with those films. You're you're we're talking about King Kong versus fucking kaiju killing Godzilla before this. Get yeah. out of here, King Kong. Hey, man. We're Full talking about we're talking about horror movies here, right? Nothing's <laughs> more horrifying. Then a gigantic monkey with gigantic monkey balls fucking fighting a giant radioactive lizard. That's horrifying. Yeah. Well, I'll tell yeah, you what. But- maybe if King Kong stretched his balls before that fight, he would have done a little bit better. <laughs> Big monkey stretching his balls. Speaking of uh, stretching your balls, we have a – I don't even know what to – call you a returning guest or the 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 return of the co-host i mean double d <laughs> what's up buddy it's it's been a while gang gang what up fam gang gang <laughs> go this is a pleasure every time i get to podcast with drunk darius um i am co-host of this show t boo and joining us tonight my co-host on the nightclub your boy kaboy Ricky, Ricky who's that? Oh, that's you. Jesus. Oh, okay, cool. I mean, with all of us here, I just feel like, um, like you know, a- the boys are back in town. Boys are back oh. in town. I love Fucking me some a. Tin Lizzy, Family reunion, right? Oh, what's that? Uh, what's that saliva song? Yeah, fam, family reunion, saliva. Boom, there it is. I don't want to talk. I've always. Yeah, I'm partial. I'm partial to the Thin Lizzy. I like the Thin Lizzy motif. Saliva, uh, never really got into them too much. I I did see them in Des Moines here. Um, I did too. Were we at the same show? Bel Air Ballroom. They opened up for people's on court. No, I saw them open up for. um, It was, it was, saliva with the new singer. It was. Saving Abel, all of them oh. opening up for none other than Power Man 5000. Oh, oh nice. shit. Yeah. It was pretty legit. Dollar Store, Rob Zombie. Yeah, I yeah. We saw Slipknot and some guy slapped me in the face. Damn. Right. We saw Slipknot at the State Fair and they recorded. And you said we were going to rush and we didn't. We didn't yeah, they were, it. they had like 15. They have 15-year-olds. 15, 15 15-year-olds, 15 yeah. Fucking 4-H students <laughs> as <pretty> guards. <laughs> they 
they just got, <laughs> we were too scared to fucking rush so. <laughs> They just got done showing their pigs and horses at the Iowa State Fair, and they're running security for a Slipknot show. A little out of your fucking, there, bud. Those, those, well, I don't know, man. They might be some burly former boys, you know. No, right. it was like bench. 50-year-old girls. It was yeah. that boy. It was Napoleon hey. Dynamite's crew out there. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those, those, girls might be, those girls might be bench-pressing cattle, dude. You don't know. Mm, no, no. May, maybe they were, they were not. They might have been they eight then, yeah. I was going to say, 12-year-olds would probably be able to put me down on the ground. I, I could have held my own against a handful of these. All Ricky and I were recently were talking about – what's that? So all our friends that we came with rushed the pit, and they were right in front of the stage. And me and Cole are standing back there like freaking idiots. Yeah. Oh, Whatever. Onward. <laughs> well, one time Ricky and I – well, not one time. Recently, we were discussing, like, which three bands we would go see um, out of Slipknot, Mudvayne, and System of a Down. And I think I chose Slipknot. So yeah, I would that. have to go with Slipknot too. At the Iowa State Fair, was maybe like, it's because I've seen Slipknot a hundred times. I would probably have to say System or Mudvayne. I've only seen Mudvayne once, but it was old Mudvayne back in like like two thousand one or two or something. Like that the old the Dig era. Hell yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Dig I'd love to see. Mountain. I'd love to see Mudvayne like you know right before they broke up because they had some bangers coming out hell yeah fucking yeah, yeah. I love i'd like to band. see system a lot as well though yeah, yeah I'd rather, i like to see system but all this talk about metal bands and sweaty mosh pits it's got me a little thirsty i think i need to pop the pop the keg open the tap whatever the expression is tap the well let's head on I over to, to uh what what do we need oh i don't know i was gonna say something funny but you fucked me up Thank you. <laughs> we, we need the magic. We, we need the magic elixir. Let's head yeah. on over to uh, the titty yeah. twister. Yep, yep. It's getting rowdy. We'll head into the titty twister. The Teton twister. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so for tonight's drinking, and in some cases, viewing pleasure, um, I was telling Double D, we're going to have a buffet of beer. So with this being a special episode, a special show, and, you know, we're, we're recording. It's a fireside chat. We're recording on a Tuesday of all things, but I got this. We're going to have a little buffet of beer here. So we've got a few different options coming down the pike um the first one we're going to talk about is lake time brewery friend of the show local they have a big bang sweet stout that one's coming in at a 7.1 percent we'll read the little ditty on this just as the universe began this beer started with a single ingredient and before we knew it bang there's an exclamation point so i had to yell (laughs) <laughs> An explosion nice. of flavors happened. This sweet stout is the amazing collision of vanilla, coconut, salted caramel, macchiato coffee, chocolate, and what's that say, Double D? Habanero peppers. Oh, Whoa, yeah. damn. 
Yeah, that's about to be on fire. Take that son. one, dude. I don't want that one. All combined with eight specialty malts, you can't top this cosmic creation. Make sure you have some really soft toilet paper for the morning. I added that last part, but that still holds true. <laughs> that's awesome. I don't want that one. I would love to have that. Damn. Well, we're going to split it. Okay. Next up, we have a left-hand brewing. This is an Imperial Coffee Milk Stout, and it is a nitro. So I've had it. Knows, you've had it? Yep. Yep. I love left yep. hand, dude. They're, they're legit. I just had their peanut butter one just in the last couple episodes. Um, so this one's a nitro. I'm pretty excited for this one here as well, too. It's an imperial. Uh, so that's going to come in a little bit more on the old ABV uh, scale. I'm not exactly sure. 8.9%. So I'll that have one, that one. We'll get the job done. And then the last one we have is, I believe this is a leftover from the last episode, <laughs> but it's a Hooper's Rye barrel-aged porter. It's mocha espresso. Coffee beer. Coffee beer. Super Fuck local yeah. again. 6.5%. Boom. Are either of you abiding? I am. Totally. The dude abides. The dude abides. Yeah, I'm abiding as well. Well, what do you guys got? I'm on that pineapple lemonade natterdays at the moment. Let's go. Super Love fancy. It. Love it. Yeah. Nothing wrong with a natterdays. Been, uh, been crushing them, been... stretching my balls out, doing my <laughs> thing. <laughs> I've recently been converted to the uh, the natterday. Yeah. I, oh, I it's a cult those. now. Well, I just ran to the store, and um, I'm going to pull it out the brown bag. Brown bag special here oh, tonight. I've got um, – this is going to crush all your other ABVs. <laughs> this very cheap, very delicious Four Loco, Four Loco Gold. Oh, right. oh, nice. Let's go. So 14% ABV, and um, I'll be uh, – kicking back with a pineapple truly for my on deck all right you nice it, man cool very nice very nice well i think uh we should get out of here before it gets too rowdy it seems like every single time we go into the twi titty twister about this time shit starts to go down you don't want to be in here after sundown so uh let's get out of here and start chatting about our i guess the main event eh? you gonna pour me oh. a beer well, let's 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 crack these beers. Yep. Before before we get to the main event of tonight. One yep. moment. That's a One good call. I'm jumping the gun. I'm just so excited to try this. We're gonna actually we're gonna do the habanero one. God damn. We'll save that one for last. And I'm a I'm a spice fanatic, so like I don't think I've ever had a spicy beer before, to be honest with you. Oh I've had a handful of them. It's a very fine balance that you need to find because you don't want to have it overpower beer, but then there's a lot of them that, you know, they have all these such and such peppers in it, but it gets kind of lost in have the malt. Have you screwball whiskey before? No, I have not. Peanut butter whiskey? Whoa. No, I've never tried it. Really good. I've got some in my uh, bar right now. But I'm about to I pop do. this Natterday. Hold on, let me see. <laughs> yeah. All right. Some Here people put, put sriracha in their shots with that. Whoa, I have never heard of that. Well, see, I <laughs> fuck with those spicy-ass Bloody Marys that they make. I like that yep. shit. Yeah, yeah, bro. Um, 
So I would definitely like to try a spicy beer one day. But speaking of something spicy, I've got a little treat for everyone here tonight. Uh, Boss Tuna, listen up because this is for you, buddy. Oh, shit. Yeah, this is for everybody. Well, this is a treat for everybody, but it's especially for the boss. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got my top 10 official, unverified, <laughs> highest body counts in zombie film history. Oh, shit. Oh. All right. All right. So, coming in at number 10. Wait, are we going to do any guesses or anything? Or I'll, I'll let you guess towards the, towards the top. Okay. We okay. narrow some down. All right. So, at number 10, coming in, a George A. Romero classic, Day of the Dead from 1985 with 40 on-screen kills. Hell okay, yeah. we're, going on, we're going on screen because if we went off screen, something like 28 days later, World War Z would just completely – Yep. Win. Yeah. You know, because there's a whole world of yep. people dying. Yeah. We're talking uh, zombies exclusively. Exclusively zombie films. Okay. Uh, no, just so, zombies, not humans. Like just zombie deaths or, or human deaths as well. Moving on. Uh, number nine. <laughs> <laughs> We're thinking too much, Double D. We're thinking uh, too much. Coming in at number nine, the zombie comedy classic. It's a classic now. 2004's Shaun of the Dead. Fuck yeah. Yeah. 60 on-screen kills. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say I assume this, this means everyone that dies during the film. Um, I, didn't, I didn't do... Because technically, zero. if you're a human and you get killed, you're going to turn it into a zombie anyways. You never... I mean, yeah, so I, I guess you wouldn't be dead. And that... Well, that question will play a lot into tonight's movie, but... Yeah. Um, Okay, this next one, you're going to get mad at me, but there are zombies that rise up from the grave, so fuck you, it's a zombie movie too. Coming in at number eight, 1993's Army of Darkness. Fuck yeah. 107 kills. Yes. Nice. That is insane. Now, I know a lot of people out there are going to be like, those are Harryhausen skeletons. Fuck you, those aren't zombies. Well, fuck you, they, they came out the fucking graveyard, man. They're what just zombies with all flesh on them. That's right. Well, and some of them do have a little bit of flesh, and it's got yeah. Danny Elfman backing it up. You know, and so. it's got Bill Mosley. So Bill, fuck yeah. off. Bill Mosley is the king. All right, number seven. This is a recent zombie, big zombie film from two thousand nine, Zombie Land. Good guess. You want to guess how many kills? Our our last was one hundred and seven. One hundred and fifty. One hundred and twenty-two. Okay. And here, 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 here's a cool little bit of a info for this list number seven six and five are all incremental they all go up by one kill oh shit wow. and the next two are part of the same franchise <laughs> coming in at number six evil dead or <laughs> sorry resident evil apocalypse 2004 yep. 123 kills and at number five resident evil extinction 2007 124 kills I guess zombie human. Who knows? All right, let's let's start let's start the guess machine. Okay. Number number four, highest body count in a zombie film of all time. Found the bed. What, what what you got, Boss Tuna? Number four. Yeah. Um, I've I I think I've got an idea of what number one is, but I don't know about number four. I suppose. Ricky, I have no idea, so I'm just gonna say the Beyond and be wrong. You're wrong. Drunk Darius, which Dawn of the Dead? The new one. Ooh. 
You are correct, sir. 2004's oh, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead with 131 on-screen kills. Look at the nice, big dude. brain. Oh. Look at the big brain on Double D. I love yeah. it. Samuel L. Jackson over here. Right. Number three. This one was a disappointment to see show up on this list. I'm not going to lie. Oh, man. D- directed by the worst video game direct adaptation director House of, of all the time. Dead. 2003's House of the Fucking Dead. 141 <laughs> on-screen kills. That's Damn. crazy. That's crazy. I don't – I've seen that movie more than once back in the day. I don't remember that much carnage, but – I've never it, actually well, seen it. Well, it was because of, like, the first-person cam of them doing, like, all the shooting and all that kind of shit. Remember, they had, like, the, the POV found footage style kills and all that stuff. Like, the video yeah. game. It's yeah. Kind of easy, but – Okay, top two. Everyone's got a guess for these, okay? All right. Number two. Highest body count in zombie film history. Double D. Uh, Night of the Living Dead. Boss no. Tuna. Uh, I. It's got to be one of the twenty-eight days later. Yeah, I want to go again. I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think actually, I think the second one has more kills. Can I go again? Yeah, you can go again. There's no. Or Z. Okay. Yeah, that one's got quite a bit. Ricky, oh, you got anything? Uh, face off with John Travolta <laughs> and Nicolas Cage. Yeah, totally a zombie. That's film. probably the one. Yeah. It's so probably many zombie yeah. doves flying. It's everywhere. probably number one. Okay, nobody gets it right. Yay! Um, Dawn of the Dead, nineteen seventy-eight. Oh shit! Okay. I never <laughs> would have guessed that. Dawn of the Dead 78 had more than the new one because, like, the new one, they blow up, like, 500 zombies with that one propane tank. 175 on-screen deaths. Man. Unverified official list. All right. Okay. And the number one highest body count in a zombie film of all time, Double D, what you got? It's World War Z for sure. Boss Tuna? Yeah, that one's pretty – Pretty crazy, but I don't want to pick the same as him, so I'm gonna go 28 weeks later. Ricky, does it have to be a movie, or can it be television as well? Nope, it's a movie. It's a movie. Okay, yep. The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> this this number one surprised the fuck out of me. Planet. Speaking of Grindhouse from earlier, Planet Terror. Planet Terror from 2007, oh. 281 on screen. Damn! <laughs> they killed millions on that. Right, Just- but, but uh, again, a lot of it is like, I guess the, li- the people making the list, and I got this from a few different sources to, to verify numbers, and I threw this together real quick today. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I said, it's unverified. It's shooting on <laughs> yeah. film. Because, I mean, like, with, yeah. with, with World War Z, like, when they're, they're – dropping bombs and shit. Well, no, but, I mean, uh, when they're trying to climb over the wall, when they're in Jerusalem, and that helicopter is just laying waste yeah. to them climbing – yeah, that's crazy. That is a dope scene. Yeah. There's probably just no way to count that many deaths, you know? Because, I mean, if right. you went by highest deaths of any film franchise ever, Star Wars would probably come in number one. Because <laughs> they blow right. up entire planets with billions of people throughout that entire right. franchise, right, right, like on camera deaths. Yeah, yeah, crazy on camera. 
That was all, uh, not not all the Ron on camera. About World right? War Z, you know who wrote <laughs> that book? Yeah, I have it. Is Max it's, Brooks? Yep, yep, the son of uh, Mel Mel Brooks. Brooks. Yep. I did not he know wrote that, that book. Yeah, that's yeah. I read oh, that Mel, book. Mel Brooks for the movie. Mel Brooks' oh. son wrote that move that book. Yep. Wow, that's Before crazy. He, I didn't know that. He's actually got so his first book was Zombie or the Zombie Survival Guide, and then his follow up was World War Z. But yeah, I read both those books. They're pretty legit. I was didn't even know they were making a movie out of it at first so you know and that's that's funny i don't want to get off on a side tangent but a lot of people hate world war z just because it literally has nothing to do with uh the book and it doesn't but i have no problem with that because uh well i guess i don't want to get into it but it's it's almost like the same argument that you could have with kubrick's the shining and king's the shining they're completely unrelated but um, you know you can like each for different principles or whatever so hey if it has its merits it has its merits you know it didn't have to be the same thing man yeah i like a little something different is that i just i don't remember anything about it and i saw it so i no that would be i remember the south park version better (laughs) yeah to be honest (laughs) it had a lot of action i know that's part of it is it had a lot of action that people didn't really dig but I loved, I loved every part of it. I mean, I, I, if we ever do cover that movie, it's, I'm coming in super, super, super high. So nice. Anyways, we are going to, (laughs) we are going to transition into the feature, the feature movie, why we are all here. So we'll be right back with Fido. Good afternoon, boys and girls. So how many of you have ever had to kill a zombie? Well, not too many. What would we do without our zombies? <gasps> they take care of your jobs. Give me that. This is detail work. Flesh-eating maniacs need not apply. Do the housework. Oh, uh, what is that zombie doing in my easy boy? Uh, and play with the kids. Nice catch, Fido. Names are zombie anyway. Mr. Theopolis has a name for his. I bet he does. Nicely done, Tammy. But for the sake of your neighbors, please keep them fed. Oh, jeez. That's Mrs. Henderson. We're in trouble, boy. Is there blood on your zombie? It was a nosebleed. You stupid zombie. Families having to kill their own. Take Dee Dee's head off in a second if I had to. (laughs) He always says that. Is that bad? Yes. My God. Hold on. I don't want you thinking. What we did is normal or okay in any way. I don't. Right out. So without my job, we'd all be dead. Then where would we be? Dead. That's right. All right. And no, I have not looked up the Rotten Tomatoes and the whatever else we do. Yes, you have. You fucking no, I have not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, la- 
that that yeah. was a one-time thing. <laughs> That's what she said. People don't forget, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fido is a 2006 film, movie. I'll take a sip for that. <laughs> Ooh. Fido. I've been taking fucking beer people. everywhere. Because he Fido, said film. Fido is a 2000. We'll just start. Fuck it. We'll do it live. We're going to start it all over. <laughs> fuck it. We'll do it live. No, fuck it. Oh, I love how mad he gets, bro. Fucking Fido Bill, is a 2006 movie. I think it's pronounced Fido. <laughs> Fido. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Fido is a 2006 movie that is rated R, clocking in at a smooth, sleek, svelte 93 minutes, directed and written by Andrew Curry, uh, with the original story done by some guy I didn't write down, Andrew Wheaton or Heaton, I think, something like that. It's, ca- it's Canadian. It's and it's a Canadian movie. Hey. This movie stars. Well, I guess we could talk a little bit about the director. Unfortunately, he hasn't done much in a while, but he does have a couple of movies out there that are fairly legit. Barricade is one that is on my list. I haven't seen it, but if it's, I just noticed it's on my IMDb uh, list. So if I put it on there, someone told me to watch it. So I'm gonna check it out. This movie stars. Kaysen or Kaysen Loader, who is the little kid. He is Timmy. It stars, and he's pretty much done acting as of the mid-2000s. Uh, stars Billy Connolly. And, and one thing I'll say about this movie is it actually does have a fairly impressive cast. I forgot. Yes. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, talk, about, we'll talk about, I guess, our, our first-time viewings of this, or if this was your first time here in a minute, but... <clears throat> Sir Billy Connolly, as I should say, mm-hmm. he plays Fido. He's most notable in, I would say, probably the Boondock Saints movies. Not but for he, me. Okay, I was going to Le- say, he was in Last Samurai as well, but what do you know him from? Lemony Snicket, man. He was fucking Monty Montgomery. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Now, I know him from the other movies too, though. Yep. I, I love him just because he is like the stereotypical, super thick accented Irishman. I love right. Billy Connolly. I mean, I don't know if you could have much more of an Irish name too, unless you put like an O in front of him. But, right. Um, <laughs> Carrie Ann Moss, that fucking Trinity from the Matrix. Dime piece. Yes. Yep. She was from the matrix. She was also in memento red planet, disturbia silent hill revelation, which I've got (laughs) that movie. I really do. She's a dying dime and the bye-bye man. Oh yeah. She is just the delicious. I like to call her the delicious Carrie Ann Moss, but some people refer to her as the dimey dark hair Carrie Ann Moss. You can call, and this is, oh, we have the scene in the background playing right now. This is a scene where it's the slow motion with her walking towards Fido with the lemonades and just looking, yep, yep. Make sure those uh, jeans are nice and baggy on you. Otherwise, we're going to have some issues if you're watching this movie. So anyways, carrying on. Next up we have, so the one thing I'll say is this movie has a lot of character actors. It's got a lot of those actors that 
you might not know their name, but you're like, I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. Another one is going to be Henry Zerny as Mr. Bottoms. He was in a ton of movies, probably most notable for his, I would say, late 90s to early 2000s, which would be, you know, like Clear and Present Danger. He was in the original uh, Mission Impossible, Exorcism of Emily Rose. Most recently, however, he was in Ready or Not. Um, Tim Blake Nelson is another one. My he boy. Plays, yeah, he plays Mr. Theopolis. Uh, he was in, <laughs> in Red Line, Minority Report. Angel has fallen. And then lastly, but not leastly, making up words here on the Joe Blow, is Dylan Baker as Bill. And we just talked about him. Well, I guess it depends on which episode I get out first because we just talked about him in the cell, but this might come out before the cell, so I don't know. But anyways, Dylan Baker <laughs> was obviously in Trick or Treat and or uh, and the cell. So Oh, and I got a shout out Road to Perdition. Um not a horror movie, but definitely a dark film. Yeah. And and he's in that. And I want to throw a shout out for my boy Caboy. Tim Blake Nelson was in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? He's a Coen Brothers uh frequent. Yes. So Tim Blake Nelson never seen fucking that. uh but the Ballad of Buster Scruggs never on seen Netflix. Yeah. Another Coen yeah. Brothers film. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson is is a is a fucking treasure. He's a treasure, he's amazing, American yeah. treasure. I love yeah. him. Yeah, I mean he's he's there 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 is just a handful of these character actors where I would say most cinephiles probably don't know them by name, but they're like, God, what has he been in? A really good actor. Yep. And he was totally banging that zombie, but I guess we'll get there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which I wanted to ask you guys something about that later on, but we'll we'll get to that. We'll talk about Mr. Theopolis (laughs) and Tammy Tammy the Treat here in a minute. We're gonna we're gonna be showing our moral parameters at one point. So you know, just prepare yourselves. (laughs) okay so where do we think this came in at budget wise give me some guesses on budget i'll give it 20 mil i'm gonna go ahead and say five million somewhere around there i'm gonna go ahead and say three three mil eight million was the budget for fido right on where did this come (laughs) in where did this come in on the b on IMDb, a movie like this, 6.9% or 6.9 out of 10. No, Wait. bro. You're cheating. Wait, what? how do I know that? Wait, Wait how do you know that? Wait, I'm going to say 6.92. If, you don't, if, you, say 6.9. if you don't know, that, or if you know, then don't answer. <laughs> so you guys are actually pretty close at 6.7. Yeah. On the B. So let's look at Rotten Tomatoes with the critic score. Where do you think the critics came in with this movie? A movie like this, again, probably in the 60s. Like, I'll go around the same thing 69, 67%. Oh, quit playing fucking. You know what it is. It's probably like 4.3. No, I, I for real don't look easy. I know what it is because I'm looking at it, but yeah. So that ain't right. This is another Loons. one of those movies where. It it's kind of surprising because usually movies like this have a higher reception with the viewer than the critics, but this one's coming in at 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. You think so? so? You think movies like this normally? Because I, I kind of got a critic uh, darling vibe off this movie. 
Well, I mean, it, it's hard to say because critics love historical pieces and this is alternate history <laughs> well, at its well, finest. I guess I was looking at it more in the context of it's, it's kind of, I mean, not a lot of people, I would say outside of the horror realm and people who are maybe like, you know, diehard fans of like, you know, the delicious Carrie Ann Moss or Sir Billy Connolly. I think that this movie really is vastly underseen uh, and especially underappreciated. Well, I'll say this. I had not seen this film yet. Uh, and I've heard of it. I had never seen it. But yep. based on, I looked up what year, you know, when I, well, I had to look it up to find out, you know, how to watch the movie. This movie came out in 2006, which is right smack dab in the middle of the zombie renaissance. Look, uh, look at the look at the um, body count films that we had in our list earlier. Most of the films were from between 2004 and 2009. I want to say the Dawn of the Dead remake was 06 as well. It was 04. That sounds that it sounds was 04? about right. Okay. Yeah. It was 04, but most of the films on our on our zombie list earlier were between 04 and 09. I think this movie was probably a breath of fresh air when it came out. If I had to guess. I don't think it really came out to like a wide. I think audience. it was oh seven no, but, for wide. No, audience. but I'm saying, but I'm saying that's probably why critics mm -hmm. liked it because it was like, oh, thank God, it's not another, you know, what have you, yeah. zombie type movie. This is a more unique version of a, of a zombie story or or a unique take on a, on the zombie premise. And uh, you know, not to show my hand too much, but you want to you want to get into how we first saw this movie? Because yeah, I, so I, I mean I, that's. I, you want me to start? I'll start off. I, I've never seen it before until now. So okay. everything I have to say once we start talking about it from this point on is all a hot take from last night at the time of this recording. Okay. So, Rick, what about you? Yeah, what about you, Ricky? What about me? First time seeing this movie. Yes. Yeah, today, as a matter of fact, okay. was the first time watching. I had always heard what? Well, I mean, I hadn't heard much about it, but I've seen it here and there and always thought, hey, I should watch that one day. But, you know, T-Boo told me I should check her out. I didn't expect to be here, so every time I watch a movie, I look up IMDb and all that stuff on it right. anyway. Me too, me too. Which is why I didn't participate earlier. And that's I, what I'm trying, to, I'm trying to convince Drunk Darius. Whenever, because <laughs> I, I got some lucky guesses a few episodes back. Whenever I'm on um, the Joe Blow Horror Show, I purposefully do not do – well, I'll do trivia maybe sometimes – but I, I will not look up uh, audience or critic scores because Boss Tuna brings all that info, and I like playing the guessing game sometimes. It's kind of fun. Um, you hear him lying like that, bro? I'm not lying, man. God damn it. Uh, You're feeding the fire, he'll you say, son of a bitch. He'll say anything, bro. I'll say, I'll say anything to save my ass. I don't give a fuck. It's okay Wait, no. Me. I mean. <laughs> he would bang a zombie, just too, blink, I bet. Just blink twice. Yeah. Just... He looked up to the left. Well, what about you, uh, Drunk Darius? First time seeing this movie. Whenever Netflix came out, they didn't have anything. I don't know if anyone remembers. When I remember Netflix like Netflix first came out, it didn't have shit on there. So I looked up horror movies, and this was one of them. And yeah. I watched it. So probably 2011, 2012. Okay. What were your what, So the very first time you watched it, what were your initial thoughts? Uh, it's kind of fun comedy horror but then i watched it again and there's a lot more being said in the background okay yeah hell yeah there's a lot of yeah, subtext totally 
Yep. So the very first time I saw this was many, many, many moons ago. I, I want to say, so when we were trying to figure out what movie to watch, this one got brought up. I believe, who brought this up? Was it you, Tibu? No. Or was I've it? I've never... I've never brought up. Okay, Fido. I think Tell it was. Me, I, think, I think it was me that brought it up. Then we originally. Spoiler alert! We're going to talk about Night of Living Dead, nineteen ninety, and I don't know how I got onto this movie, but I've always wanted to talk about it. We we saw yeah. it free on Tubi. We're like, okay, let's check it out. I, You're a son of a bitch, by the way. Why? Because I watched half of that movie. <laughs> you watched half and of was, the Night of Living Dead. Yeah, and I, well, the 1990 one, the yeah. Tom Savini one, and I was going to finish watching it, and I was taking notes and everything, and then you were like, Fido, and I was like, I. <laughs> you did the same oh, thing shit. to me. You told me we were watching the <laughs> Leslie Vernon fucking story or whatever it's called. Oh, <laughs> behind the mask? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, we're watching Fido. It's like, all hey, right. He just... told me we were watching Face Off with John Travolta and Cage. Well, here it is. What a twist. <laughs> Guys, we're going to be covering Face Off tonight. No. Oh, shit. I'm so <laughs> no, But anyways, as far as with um, the first time I saw this movie, I want to say this, this was in the heyday of – I know I've talked about this on the show before, but, you know, in college, we'd – go through student loads would come in boom let's go to walmart and dig through the movie bin and buy something i bought this early early on i want to say i bought this when it first came out uh, i was joking with the guys pre-show that when i popped my dvd in i was seeing reviews or not reviews previews for return of the living dead rave to the grave and wow. there was another one for the Captain Spaulding, uh, uh, God bless him, I can't think of his name right now, that actor. When Sid, he Haig. Was, Sid Haig. when he was in the Night of the Living Dead remake, you know, the 74th one that was remade as well. So that's how old this movie DVD is. I've had it for a long time. I don't think it's going to surprise anybody that I'm a huge zombie nerd. I love zombie movies. Problem is, is I haven't seen this movie in probably 15 years. So I really wanted to get back to it and, and, and talk, talk about it. Um, not, maybe not that long. I, I would say I probably saw it when I first got it and then maybe like in the 2010s or 11 or something. But I've always wanted to revisit it and talk about it again. So I suppose getting into the movie, uh, we'll just go around about your general likes, dislikes. Uh, let's start with, uh, let's start with T Double D, do you want to start? No, no. All right. <laughs> I was just saying, you're the only other one that's seen it, so I'm curious what your thoughts are. But let's go to let's go to Ricky. Oh man. Um. Well, right out of the gate, I noticed the uh, color palette, and I loved the colors. I loved the way everything's lit. Um, like I said, I've said it before on this show. Um, that's one way to impress me right away. Yeah. You know? I can I can even dislike a movie and still watch it if it's just pretty enough. You know what I mean? So yeah. right out of the gate, I'm like, oh, yeah, here's points. I can tell what you're about. You're all about presenting things, framing things in such ways that are pleasing to the eye. Um, it's a so, fun it's a fun comedy, man. Like I, I fucking love it. I'm going to interject my hand too fast. 
for those who have not seen the movie, I'm going to give you just a quick little synopsis. <clears throat> Space radiation turns the dead into zombies. Zomcon fights zombies and finds ways to pacify and use them. On preteen Timmy, 1950s Suburban Street, they, have, they all have zombie doing menial chores. Timmy Zombie becomes his pet and friend and is named Fido. That's kind of a shitty... Yeah, well, hold on. We jump way so many things. Look, <clears throat> this movie starts out with like an old newsreel film footage of what you'd see in wartime, World War II. Like, the Nazis are being... And, yeah, and they're like, they're I, going love, I love the opening. The fucking space dust coming in and yes. the dead are rising and we are going to attack, attack, attack the zombie threat. And, and so the whole world had this zombie war, the great zombie wars. And we're living in a post-zombie war, 1950s America, with those sensibilities, okay? This is pre-civil rights, all right? That's the subtext that Drunk Darius was referring to, or at least part of it. Yeah. Because Very all Romero. of these zombies... Oh, well, <laughs> especially in the, the skin tone of, of uh, the zombies and, and our, yeah. our main zombie, Fido... Yeah, they went with the gray, which I like the gray yeah. scale zombie. But um, I was also I, saying in the subtext, I'd say it's very Romero-ish. Yeah, to bury, to bury um, the, the, the types of um, societal observations or critiques right. that, that they're putting in. You know what it's like? Is it's almost like that, that uh, Pleasantville. Is that the movie I'm thinking of? Yeah. yeah. It's almost yeah, like totally. Pleasantville, but I will say the very – I saw this movie many, many, many years ago, but when I would think about, like if I ever saw it on TV or ever, ever came across Fido, my memories would immediately go to, oh yeah, that's the movie that has that beautiful color palette. And again, I want to punch myself in the nuts every time I talk about <laughs> shit like this, but I just thought about how beautiful the movie, the cinematography, it was shot, the coloration, everything on this movie was perfect. And then just the 50s aesthetic. That's the, that's the number one thing I've thought of with this movie. And, and there's a dichotomy there when you think about zombie movies in general, because if you think about your favorite zombie movies, everything is bleak, it's dark, right. the score, everything is, is kind of the exact opposite of what this movie is and this movie is like and and, and like you know bright colors yeah it, it's the exact opposite it kind of turns like, it upside down on its head man yeah yep which, and I, I, which I, I dig so, i like yeah. that oh, sure. and that goes and that goes towards my fresh breath of air that this movie was at the time you had 28 days later you had dawn of the dead remake you had well Shaun of the dead was a fun I would say that was more of a fun version, but it was still, right. totally. it was, than this it was movie. still like, you know, dark and rainy and kind of bland colors and yeah, very muted colors with popping reds for Shaun Compa of the Dead. This compared to this one for sure. <laughs> yeah, this movie exactly. It, it, it's like a a uh, the very 1950s because even the the soundtrack is like Leave It to Beaver or the Andy Griffith Show. Yeah, right. for anyone, it's anyone the nuclear there, family all over the place, man. You know, with it, the just like you said, Leave there, It to Beaver. Who, who's never seen those shows? Right, because those are really fucking old shows. Go YouTube that or You're whatever. Not that old. So the DVD I had. <laughs> had a uh, commentary that was, of all people on the commentary, 
it was the guy who scored the movie and it wasn't the whole movie with his commentary, but it was about a half hour where he talked about scenes and talked about how he scored it. But this was scored with an orchestra. So the whole movie was orchestra, which fit perfect with that whole 1950s vibe. And it, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it, it almost also reminded me of, your old Tom and Jerry, where as kids, you had no idea. I mean, going back when my kids were watching that, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. There's like zero talking in this. It's all, it's all Tom and Jerry, you know, shenanigans with just a 50 piece orchestra, hundred piece orchestra with sound effects. Um, But it was very powerful with how it was scored. I think, I think this movie, and we we were talking about the cat, the cast of actors, I think the reason that they attracted these actors for a low budget, I mean, low budget, $8 million isn't low, but to get the caliber of actors that you got in this film, the, the, the script had to be really good. And they knew what they were playing into. And I think everybody in this movie delivers on their performances. Even the kid, based on that, oh, shucks, by golly, gee willikers. Right. 1950s that, that Cleaver kid. shit. Yeah. yeah. The kid was very, yeah. he was impressive. There, I don't think there was a single character in this that was weak. No, definitely not. I, I, and, and you know what else? For a movie that was based on a gag at the end of Shaun of the Dead, I mean, the, the very end of Shaun of the Dead is the entire premise of this film. Right. Um, Sean goes into the shed and Nick is, I say Nick, Nick Frost. I don't remember the character name, Ed. but he, Ed, right. Two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> He's tied up in there. Yeah. It's, it's literally just like a throwaway gag, but this movie takes the premise and runs with it because you have entire communities that are gated and the zombies are there doing like chores. They're delivering newspapers. They're delivering the milk. They're cutting the lawns. They're, they're just waving hello to people coming into town. And all the zombies are wearing these collars that were invented by uh, Zomcon, right? That's the name of it? It was Zomcon. like Dr. Ziegler or something. Yeah. Yeah, he, he invented these collars because he, he, you know, he didn't want to get rid of his wife who was, I guess, infected by a zombie. And all uh, the entire human race, by the way, in this world is still affected by the space dust because if you die, even just a natural death, you become one of the undead. You rise from your death. And um, they either have to slap this collar on you and you can become, you know, a contributing member of the new society. Yeah. So Um, I got to ask the three of you have you either ever heard of or played? Stubbs the zombie on the original Xbox? No. 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 Okay, so what I would like to do is you three and our listeners, if you haven't heard of that, hop on YouTube and watch like the five minute trailer or gameplay trailer of that movie because I don't know that either there's one of two things going on here. Either that game inspired the original story and movie of this or the original story inspired that game because that game came out a year or two before this movie. And it's literally, I mean, it's, it's so sub zombie, the Xbox game, you control a zombie in 1950s America. Um, it's, I don't know. There's, there's, there's no coincidence. Something's got to be related here, but Shaun of the dead come up 
before this? Yes, Shaun of the Dead was 04, or no, 02. Yeah, 04. 04. So this is exactly like Shaun of the Dead, where he has his best friend as a, as a pet. Yeah, I would say, I, I don't know. I mean, the yeah, at the very end of Shaun of the Dead, you get that. Yeah. But I would say the whole 50s aesthetic and everything has got to be, that stub zombie has got to be, you know, pretty closely related to this or something. So It's, e- it's either a, a great coincidence of, of, of minds thinking alike or it's totally a ripoff. It can't um, be a coincidence. I mean, you can't have two things set in 1950s America with zombies. You have a mullet? So Yeah, I've got a mullet now. Okay. You guys, it's oh, awesome. Boston are rocking the mullet. mullet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty legit. Whatever. Party in the back, business in the front. Oh, that's well, I don't even have business in the front. I got, I've got. Oh, you got T Boo hair going on. Yes, sir. Oh, shit. Yes, sir. It doesn't matter. Let's go back to the movie. Let's get back to the movie before <laughs> you guys get too rock hard looking at my awesome hair. Like... So. <laughs> but no, yeah, that that's. You know, we're we're kind of going through the whole premise of the movie, but yeah, you get, and the funny thing too is, I wonder if there's any kind of parallel with that, <laughs> because we're essentially skipping over World War II, um, but you get the yeah. Dr. Zeitgeist or Zeitler or whatever, right, who's right, developed the collar for this uh, to basically tame your your zombies, but. The He's totally thing, the Von Brown of that universe. Yeah. <laughs> one thing I thought of was being Mangella. <laughs> yeah, yeah, him too. <laughs> is is it's it's you've got such a bleak background, but you've got this this movie which is set in a town that is essentially a prison because you have what do they call it the Outlands or something or the yeah, the wild the wild zone wild Wildlands. Outside, yeah. So I mean, you got this perfect little Pleasantville type town, but then you get the wildlands outside. It's so. a city ran by a company. Yeah, Zomcon itself is hilarious too. Just yeah. the idea <laughs> and the name of that company, and you know that 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 I thought that was pretty great. That that cracked me up. That whole idea of that company. Do you guys think the bullies are like super dirty? Yeah. Yeah, like these are the fucking bullies. They're fucking Boy Scouts. Well, yeah, that's probably right when the Boy Scouts were were Boy Scouts of America. Yeah, were, but do were you being... see the Boy Scouts are both chubby. One's fat. One's Have you chubby. ever been in Boy Scouts? I was chubby when I was super young, and I was in Boy Scouts. Were you? Or <laughs> there, you? there were plenty. There were plenty of fatties that were bullies. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah, true. My hometown not... was too poor to have like a Boy Scouts chapter. So there yeah. you go. Yeah, we we had 4H though. Yeah, we did. We did. Speaking of them 4H. cattle, cattle bench bench pressing bitches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had that going on, but there was also what, you also look at 4H running security for that Slipknot show. Nobody went went up front. I'll tell you that. And <laughs> <laughs> and Cole because we fucking could not get past the little girl. <laughs> <laughs> In this movie, we get a kid and his zombie. All right. The movie starts off. uh, The mom, okay, Trinity, I'm just calling her Trinity. Carrie Ann Moss is. That was Helen. Yeah, she's keeping up with the Joneses. She's all worried about image. She's all worried about. 100%. Can we. 
Both the parents seem like bad parents at the start. Very bad parents. Definitely at the start. I was like, what the fuck? But, <laughs> but then the mom comes around later. But Yeah, so there are... Well, okay, so there are let, a let, few... Let them let go on. Keep well, them. no, yeah, just the mom. the mom's all keeping up with the Joneses and shit, and so she... The movie starts out because she wants to get a zombie servant because everyone else has a zombie servant in the neighborhood. And the new ZomCon head of security, uh, what's his name, Bottoms? Uh, It's called Mr. Bottoms. What a name. Mr. Bottoms moves into the neighborhood and he greets all the kids at school at a class. Not show and tell, but like, hey, look, it's local firefighter chief. Yeah. Type deal, but but it's the head of Zomcon, and you know th- th- there's a lot that we're gonna skip over because I don't have detailed notes here. That yeah. that there's plenty of funny good shit. Oh in yeah, this movie, and it's just the fireside chat, so we're just giving you a you know a, a review, not a complete scene by scene breakdown. So no, right, and this but this movie could definitely deserve one. I think oh, sure. again, tip tip tipping the hand, but um. So, so the mom, the mom's like, "All right, I'm gonna buy a zombie under the dad's nose." And and uh, what's his name? Henry Blake, the uh, the dad. Oh, he uh, looks like yeah. William H Macy. No, um, the guy he with the does. face. Dil- yeah, Dylan Baker was. It's Bill. Bill. Yeah, dude. No, he totally Bill does look like William H Macy. Yes, mm-hmm. I always get him confused. He's me a too. Trick or treat. Mm-hmm. Right, and I'm like, is this fucking dude from Fargo? And I'm like, no, he's not. That's right, William right, H Macy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and he's got a zombie phobia because his dad was uh, his dad died and turned into a zombie at the beginning of the zombie war. Right, and he, and he had to kill his own dad. That's so the, he's got that's like the a zombie one phobia. and only zombie he had to kill. So if we're talking about characters, there is there there is an arc. It's not quite as severe of, of an arc as you'd see in traditional movies, but there are there is an arc with both Helen the mom and Bill the dad. But yeah, yeah. The, the the difference is though is one arc I would say kind of completes the storyline. And then there's the other arc that doesn't with the dad. So, yeah, I mean, keeping up with the Joneses. I was disappointed with the dad's uh, story, to be honest. Um, Yeah? Yeah, I was sad that he didn't get to be – because, okay, this is 1950s America. This – and families throughout, I guess, all of storytelling, a trope seems to be that the father is – going to avoid being emotional, going to avoid sharing feelings. That's, I don't know if that's worldwide. So I will say at least in my experience as an American, it's an American trope that a dad is more standoffish. He doesn't open up as much. And I feel like that time setting was, was, was very much so the case where, uh, you know, like fuck up lad and, and uh, you know, chin up sonny and, you know, pull your own lip boy. Yeah, you know, even though that's kind of a British euphemism, it's still right. <laughs> America, America still has that rugged individualism. And I feel like the dad is towards the end of the film, he wants to kind of open up. He gives his son a gun. <laughs> is, it, it'll come it's in handy. It's a funny scene because, like, well, technically, you're not supposed to have a gun until you're 12, but. I love that line. <laughs> the dad's supposed to be kind of a pussy in this. 
Yeah, and that's yeah. where the script gets flipped ultimately because, yeah, you find out the dad's essentially a coward. You find that out right away. And he's just a shitty parent overall. And they really yeah. – They both are, but at least Trinity comes around. Well, yeah, I mean, she I, – I, yeah, She I has know, I would love she, that she opens up with. Yeah, yeah. She, she is, I'd, I'd say, at heart a good parent. The dad is just not, and that's – proven in multiple scenes. I don't think either of them are good parents. Well, the, the mom does prove after, I mean, they set the tone right away with the arc in that both mom and dad are portrayed as kind of shitty. With at the, the time, is, at the time where the, the zombie kid's coming out of the little shed. That's, that's where her arc starts to, re, yeah, she starts yeah, to yeah, definitely. Yeah, recoup. Yeah. But, splitting wigs. So, yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> essentially at first, it's you know, she's mad because his shirt's messed up. And then she's like, right. oh, but then you, instead of going the direction you think she's going to go, she's like, well, you need to go get that shirt off and put a new one on. She doesn't give two shits about him getting right. bullied. And we and never have somebody to talk saw about you. the again. <laughs> yeah. And the dad's just a piece of shit because, you know, you get poor he's little Timmy. Sure. All he wants to do is go out and play catch with his dad. And his dad's, you know, it's more important for him to go and, He's running off to the fucking golf range, and yep. the kids like, don't the other dads take their kids? Like, obviously, the other kids at school talk about this, and their dads take them. And he's like, the dad's like, no, no, they don't. And he hauls ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking, like, Fucker. dude, you need to you need to spend some time with your kid. All you do is, but so again, that's why I'm saying, like, I feel I'm disappointed that because I try to be a good father and. When I see a father failing, I'm like, man, I want you to come around and do a good job, dude. But, well, does he? Does he not? I guess we'll well, – we'll... What do you think about with his – because I, I wouldn't even call it a true arc with him because he does try to reveal – he does try to reveal himself in, I would say, the final scene when he – you know, the mom's – already proven herself to be a badass because she shoots those zombies and she's like, give me the shotgun, Bill, give me the shotgun. So at the very end of the yeah. movie, she's trying to go in to save him. And he's like, Nope, I got to do this. Do you think that was him trying to redeem himself? Or do you think that was him? Totally. Being, you think so? No. Yeah. I think he was trying to be a good dad at that point. And, 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 and I do think that that was his real love for and, and protection instinct for his son because he rushes in headlong to his greatest fear, which is a, Yep. A fucking treasure trove of zombies. So I got a question for Ricky then. Ricky, do you think that he ultimately redeemed himself by running in, trying to be the da -da -da -da, you know dad of the day and saving him or not? I give him a, I give him an A for effort, but I don't know if he redeemed himself. Right. Agreed. Yeah, I, I would say yeah. that. I mean, obviously, I kind of with me picking this movie, you guys know I'm I'm pretty high on it. But I would say that my one and probably only, I would say, issue with this movie would be the, the character of the dad because part of me is like not wanting to admit that that was them trying to redeem the dad with his art right. because right, right. it was just a piss poor job and I didn't believe it. Because the dad did nothing throughout the movie to prove that. You know. I don't agree with that. Well, okay, so here's another thing I'd like to bring up is when – so towards the end of the movie, I would say definitely in the third act of the movie, 
the dad's meeting his buddy to go golfing and the mom's like, why don't you come and hang out and do family time? And then the mom, you know, Helen, she tries, she tries to fucking hook up with him multiple times throughout the film to get him to notice her dancing, trying to dance with him, trying to do all kinds of shit with him. The problem I fuck this guy. The problem I have is that this is the third act of the movie. And she's like outwardly saying loud enough for his friend to hear, you told me you didn't even like him. And, right, right. <laughs> and he makes so you, you have to understand figure out where the motives from the dad are coming with him you know clearly he he's he's doing this just to i don't know is it social status or what so but we are going to take a quick break and we are going to come back and chat a little bit more about our characters because we have a couple we haven't touched on yet talk is cheap motherfucker <laughs> R.I.P. D.M.X. Talk is cheap, motherfucker. As far as Bill, the dad goes, is there anything you guys want to say about his character, motivations, anything else that you've noticed throughout watching the 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 film? He reminds me of that guy. That's all I have to say about him. (laughs) I've never thought about that honestly, but now I don't know if I'll ever be able to look at him the same. I, I thought it was the same dude for a little while, actually. Forever I did. Like, from Trick or Treat. Yeah. That guy yeah. I thought it was William H. Macy. I wanted to like his character way more than I did, but every time he would shock Fido with that zombie collar shocker, yep. I was yeah. like, fuck you, dude. You're going to yeah, get what's coming to a, you. But I, I would say, he's though, He's not that, a likable character, in my opinion. Exactly. So they kind of failed at trying to make me like him in the end. And care about him. And that's where I'm kind of torn in that, did they really try to make us like him? That's where I'm torn because I'm not sure that they did because, as I said, he is a coward and he is, I don't know, there's no better way to explain him other than he's a coward and he's extremely jealous. I never liked him. I feel like they tried to make you like him by showing you like, oh, look at what That's this dude very, is very, doing very end. at the but end. Maybe that it's was like, – It's like too little, too late. And Exactly. Just, maybe that was them saying like, okay, he is going to try to redeem himself, but we know he's going to fail miserably because he's just, he's just a waste. Right. But, That's yeah. why I said A for effort, but no. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's got that remote, and there's multiple times in the movie. So one of the big things, too, for switching characters over – is when we're looking at Fido, or, or as Fido, as some of us call him. Um, <laughs> I think that the re- – I, I do think that it's kind of a genius tactic in the way that they did start off the arcs with the mom and dad because we were looking for – because they did a really good job making you feel sorry for Timmy. And we they did a good job making you feel that he was alone. And then, boom, we get hit with Fido. So those right. that have never seen this movie before are watching this and be like, oh, here's this character I'm going to latch on to. Because right away, even though he's a zombie and he's docile with that collar on, you know, with the very first time you meet him, he walks up. The dad's freaking out. He drops the glass. Fido bends over, picks it up. You could tell he's just like a goofy, happy-go-lucky Oh, I'm going to drop the roast on the ground here, but let me pick up this glass for you without you even asking me. And I think that's what Timmy needed. And I think that's why they made us at first dislike, especially the mom, but also the dad as well. 
What? And they make Fido. Uh, he seems like a dog. Like you, you push him a little yeah. bit, and he's like, Arr, you know, and like, it doesn't well, take long to learn that he's sentient. Sentient? Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's, like, right. he's got agency. You can tell he's in on it. Like, he's smarter than. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah, the bullies. He's got, he's got agency, man. He, he, yes, he has a personality right. and, and everything, you know? When he's, the bullies attack the little kid, he fucking collar on goes off and picks up one of the bullies and throws him like no nah, fuck you leave my kid yeah, alone the first time when he like breaks the arm yeah or whatever yep yeah and and that's before the kid was even friendly towards him right and then they they takes the collar off and he's fine he won't fuck with timmy i think he's yeah timmy is. yeah and it's funny because i feel like they chose <laughs> that's got to be a little nod to lassie uh and there's yes. a scene in the movie totally there's even a scene in the movie where is Timmy in trouble? Yeah, Timmy, is he okay? Where's Timmy? Timmy's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, it's the best. Yeah. It was pretty funny, but and I love the kid. I love the sound that the the fat kid makes when it, when uh, Fido throws him into the bushes because it's <laughs> yeah. like ah! yeah. Um, I had I rewound that part and watched it like three times. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I, I think that it's 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 funny because there is that whole underlying theme I would call where Fido is essentially more yeah. emotionally connected <laughs> to yeah. the the family than Bill is. I mean, he is definitely. We talked about him with you know he he's there for Timmy. He's his best friend. He he supports him. He backs him up. He protects him. Uh, he's yeah. there for the mom dancing with the mom, and then you get the jealous coward dad that just is playing with that remote and just every nineteen fifty song hate him more. Every nineteen fifty song that has lyrics appropriate to the scene also has equal amounts of the mom making fucking bedroom eyes at Fido. Yeah, yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah. How about the whole idea that the mom's pregnant? And I've got a little fun bit of trivia too before we move on from from Fido. Billy Connolly actually was not the first in line to play Fido. Oh, I thought you were about to say Billy Connolly impregnated Trinity from the Matrix. Oh, that would be. I think. Oh, that would be a shame, actually. This would what? be a really cool mashup for the Matrix. Like no. you could mash up these movies well because this oh, could yeah. totally yeah, this could totally be Trinity's yep. simulation yes. from the robots. Yep. That'd yes. be hilarious. Yes. <laughs> oh, I know what you're doing. You know what I mean. We were talking <laughs> about shit like this fun. earlier. <laughs> um, as far as with so, anyways, the the I guess you guys would never guess who was originally cast to play Fido. Who? Patrick um, Stewart. No, I, I can't even give you guys a hint. I'll say John oh, g- Wick. Give, give me one. Oh. John Wick. Keanu Reeves? Constantine. Wow. Keanu Reeves. Tom nope. Constantine, John Wick. Uh, is it Tom Hanks? Devil. Oh, uh, oh, damn. You got it. You got it. Just, the devil from, yeah. We uh, oh. we just talked about him. Yes, we did. 
Fuck, I don't remember his name. Peter Stormore. Scarface. Yes! The damn it, German fucking guy. Yep, Peter Stormore was originally scheduled or whatever. Stormare. Stormare, yeah, Stormare, yeah. But there was like something due to scheduling conflicts, he backed out. Billy Connolly took it because originally he, I think he turned it down, but then he was figuring like, you know what, this would be a good role because there's no, there's not a single word of dialogue spoken by Fido. So he wanted to go with that. Also the, the entire plot of Helen being pregnant had to be added post script because she, she got pregnant in real life. So I felt that that was actually a better scenario for them. I mean, I felt that gave a pretty good, I would say kind of side story because it, it made you hate the dad even more because totally. he didn't care. And he was totally, I mean, they, they did the whole, you know, Lucy, uh, I love Lucy type scenario where they're in different beds and, and he just didn't care. And he was like, no, you're not pregnant. You're just getting fat. Dude. Like, when he's, when he's like, we, I can't afford another, uh, another burial uh plot on my sim on my uh salary or whatever i was like this motherfucker bro yeah right away in the beginning well yeah, when he talked about getting get fucking that, insurance claim with timmy how about that uh, yeah like he gets he gets bullied all the funeral. time it's funeral. Well, hold on hold on take into account in this world though that that is not a luxury that we expect today the the, the whole burial with the head coffin they keep saying the head coffin that's yeah. a that's a luxury, man. Like that's something to strive yeah. towards in this world, where you don't become a zombie, right. and your family has to fucking put your zombie ass down no, and be see, traumatized. I, I could cut off fucking his head up right now, but <laughs> huge fee. Just have done professionally. Yeah, we need a Patreon before we do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, fucking uh, cut off boss to his head with a fucking uh, samurai sword. Whatever, one word. I want to say about this movie, though, uh, we we haven't talked about it yet, but Mr. Theopolis and his girlfriend. My favorite character. Yeah. He's my favorite character in the movie. Tim Tim Blake. Tim Blake motherfucking Nelson. Time out. out. Your favorite character is the guy that's raping a zombie? Yes. Not raping. Not raping. Well, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. So I'm glad you guys. I'm glad we're to this point. He's not raping the zombie. So I asked my stepson. He's raping a zombie. No, he's not, dude. Yes, he is. She loves it. (laughs) That's not rape if she's willing. Okay, she's a zombie. All right. He says, Ricky, hold on. What does he say? He says, the teeth. That good girl, right? Yeah, like, what's he saying? Yeah, yeah it, it, it's something like that. He's like the teeth, keep, and then she kind of closes keep, her mouth a little bit. She keeps sucking on her teeth or something, and because she's getting how, the flesh cravings. How did he get her so fucking flesh look like a fucking regular human being? T- talk about it, Ricky. Say oh, it. Oh man, talk he says about something it. about he says something about how he found her at the at the store buying candy with her mom or some shit. No, yeah, like, oh, no, he was at <laughs> he was at the store with her. He's like, yeah, she was with her mom buying candy corn, drop dead. Faster you could say the uh, yeah, brain aneurysm said, they tell me, but I slapped that collar on her before you could say daddy. <laughs> He's not raping her. Nope. <laughs> no, say it, say it, Ricky, say it. Say what? They slapped the collar on her. 
oh, before she hit the ground or some shit. I was like, God <laughs> damn, bro. <laughs> All right. No, so I wanted to ask you they, guys something. They kiss. They they love each other. I don't care. They love I wanted to ask you. Regardless, like like we're gonna take the the rape scenario out of the question. Is it necrophilia? <laughs> yeah. I asked my stepson yes, this, and it's we have necrophilia. we have a different. I don't know. We came to a conclusion. I don't know because that these because these zombies have agency. We're not sure if it's true necrophilia. So I, I would like to get your guys. I would like a for big, you guys well, to think about Something's alive it. in there. Yeah. Something's alive in there, moving the body parts around. Well, it's a rotting fucking corpse. But it's, it's not definitely a stinking corpse. It's not rotting. A big theme of the movie He's is like the zero kid. decomposition. A big theme of the movie is the kid constantly asking questions about right. whether or not the zombies actually are alive, whether or not they do have souls, or they they like how do they matter That's in the our opening scene of the movie. <laughs> and and it gets repeated again and again, yep. though. Like, the, it keeps coming up in different ways. And the director was struggling with this question, too. I, I, I think the zombies in this film have agency and are still alive in a different Some way. Some of them, at least. Some, well, I, so, think, yeah. I think potentially all of them, if we just give them enough time. Yeah. I think you know. that the question can only be answered on a movie-by-movie movie basis. Um, right. I think yeah. if you're, I think if you're banging zombies from Return of the Living Dead, then it's not necessarily necrophilia because they have <laughs> so much agency. But totally, if you're going for the Night of the Living Dead ones, then yeah, like you're gross. What's wrong with? You? I mean, I guess you're gross either way, but but still, I mean, you're like super gross. If you got Linnea Quigley just okay. dancing on your grave. I mean, hey. I you mean, know. come on. Really. Yeah, no, I agreed totally. There's there's certain zombies I, I'll go ahead and give you a pass on banging for sure, and Linnea Quigley's definitely one of them. Okay, does everything rot? Okay, well here's another question like I have for you. They see they seem like they're in suspended physical animation. Yeah, in this movie they seem like they don't get any worse. They what seem if like they kind of just you know stay at that point? What if we're at the Teddy Twister and Salma Hayek? Is giving you a lap dance. She's a fucking vampire, and she's dead. Okay, well, are you? Vamp been Vamp vampires are undead. That's true. Uh, vampires are dead. How is undead? They're undead. Rotting down there. Oh, I mean, let's. I mean, if we're. Oh, I'm not fucking a rotting here. pussy, man. I'm not. Fu I'm not fucking a rotting pussy. I'm saying right no, now. No, no. On record. On record. On record. It's well, on the record. Can we agree so, yeah. that they smell the same? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> if it does, just put squeeze some lemon on it. It'll yeah. be all right. I've it's never. I, I, I've honestly never smelled a rotting pussy before, no, so I cannot I. tell you what a rotting. I, 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 you know, I've, I've had my. I haven't been so lucky, you know. Ricky, I've had. Ricky, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the. <laughs> oh my God! All right, oh, okay. go with the movie. Yeah, what can are we, we talking about? Let's let's let's. I think we've uh, <laughs> we beat this dead horse or this dead zombie long enough. So. All right. But I don't um, think we. I don't think we answered Ricky's question. I am just going to go ahead and say, hey. I, Mr. Theopolis, go for it, man. I don't, I don't fault you. I don't judge, I don't judge Theopolis. Me neither. Me neither. 
I, like I said, I think you got to take it by a movie yeah, by exactly. movie basis. I mean, well, also that world. What's the parameters? I mean, right. and do the zombies have agency? I mean, it's a yeah, film by film basis, man. You know? do have agency. If you throw lollipops and and drunk Darius, and he wanders home, and Tammy the treasure standing on his doorsteps, I guarantee he ain't saying that. <laughs> <laughs> are, there, are there any other films like this where? The zombies as slaves are like a, akin to their voodoo Dawn origins. Of the dead, he has his friend playing video games with them. Yeah, I, I well, I had mentioned that earlier, but you did too. But but I did while you were peeing. But um, are there any other zombie films where there this premise of zombies as human underlings is a premise? I don't. I am trying I to. I'm asking the zombie master right now. I would say the closest might be like Warm Bodies. I like that movie. So, I mean, Romantic, they, they romantic have... Zomcom. I like that movie a lot, I actually. I haven't seen that. It's, it's kind of a love it's, movie. Please. Yeah, I would yeah, say it's a romantic that they're like, you know, menial slaves, but that would be a good example of a movie where they've, you know, <laughs> they're, they've, they've got some agency to them. So, I, I yeah. like the idea of zombies having age agency um I like land too. like land of the dead um yep. or or return uh, return of the living dead, dead man or day or day of the dead the the uh the, the zombie at the end or oh, well the bub. zombie what's his oh, name bub bub is the yeah. best bro i love bub. movie when he fucking salutes homeboy at the end that's like my favorite fucking part yep. <laughs> so okay well we, we want to get into uh, ratings? Yeah. Let's go. Yep. Let's get into, I guess, final thoughts and ratings. So I'm going to go first. And I will say that outright, this movie, as I said earlier, it's exactly what I remember in that it's just, it's a specimen when it comes to cinematography and coloration. I think they 100% nailed that time period of the 50s. Everything from the cars to the homes. I mean, they, they made a, a point of the scene with the mom baking the pie and the cookies. I mean, that's, that's just 100%, you know, straight up nuclear family yep. with that oven. Even mom's making some cookies. Hey, we got a new neighbor coming in. I baked him a pie. We're going to walk over and introduce ourselves it, 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 it hit that narrative and it just, it, it played out perfectly. The casting on this surprised me. That's one thing I forgot when I went back to rewatch it is just, wow, I forgot he was in this. Wow. I forgot he was in this. I mean, you've got Billy Connolly, Dylan Baker, Tammy, the treasure, the delicious Carrie Ann Moss, Henry Zerny, just character actors up the wazoo, some great gore. I the child acting was phenomenal with all of them the two bullies the kind of heartthrob interest with you know Timmy and and um I forget the other girl's name I love the arc I love the characters this movie to me is is near perfect and obviously I know I'm I'm biased because I am a zombie nerd but it's one of my favorites so I'm coming in at a 9 out of 10 for Boss Tuna's rating on Fido 2006. Hell yeah, let's man. Go to, let's go to Ricky next. 
Well, dude, I'm afraid I'm going to be parroting you quite a bit, but I love I love the alternate history. I love the the color palette. I love the way it's shot, the framing. I mean, dude, the scene when um, the old lady's coming up out of the ground again, and I'm just like, oh shit! That was a great <laughs> shot with her, <laughs> yeah. with the shadowed, the shadowed thought with her and her arm hanging off. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. dope. That shot, that whole scene was so dope. Yeah. Um. So the imagery's great. The score is phenomenal, dude. I I feel like this is a near perfect movie, um, and I was fully intended on giving it a nine point five. Holy shit! I yeah. am kind of surprised you're coming in higher than me. On it's the it's movie. dude. Like like a, at first, like at first, I was like, oh, this is a ten. <laughs> I've actually come down since I watched it, yeah. thinking about it a little bit. Yeah, you know, the the only thing that really brings it down is the questions we had about the father character, right. you know, and what was their intention with him specifically. But yeah, yeah man, I mean, just, just, I don't dude, know if this I'm movie's great. Too much with it. So unique, you know? Right. Yeah. It, it's almost like they, they kind of came to an impasse with what to do with the dad character, because right. it doesn't seem like they would try to, it, it just doesn't make sense to me that they would try to redeem him that late in the movie, but yeah, you know, whatever. So Double D. It don't gotta. It don't gotta be perfect, man. It, you know, it is what it is. Double D. What do you got? I give it five point five. <laughs> All right. Not. If you're really into horror movies, this is not. It's not a horror movie. It's, a, it's supposed to be a comedy, I would say. And there's a lot of good things to it, but it's just like it's that rewatchability. Not into it that much. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tibu, why don't you uh, bring us home? Well, for a hot take, first time watch, um, this movie was some a movie I knew about for a while, um, but never got around to seeing because I'm not a big zombie fan. But I've been on record before of saying that while I'm not a big zombie fan, zo- the su- zombie subgenre, has some of the best horror movies in the horror totally. genre. Yeah. I would I I'm going to I'm going to say 1950s aesthetic nailed. Uh 1950s soundtrack nailed. Acting nailed. Cinematography nailed. My only minor gripe is that the dad doesn't get his full arc, but I don't think this movie intended him to, so at the moment, I'm coming in with a very soft 9 out of 10. Uh, as in, like, this movie is, again, I'm, I'm going to parrot both you guys near perfect. I just, I can't quite give it, I want to say 10 out of 10. This movie is awesome, amazing. I told, I told Ricky right away, like, dude, watch Fido. Like, yeah. I think you're really going to like this movie. And he did. So I want I kind of want to say 10 out of 10. Like this is a fucking awesome perfect movie that is so unique and 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 really cool and 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 has a great premise and acting and every and everything. But I'm I'm going to give it a soft 9. I'm going to okay. come down off that 10 like Ricky did and say a 9. Uh so I'm with Boss Tuna 9 out of 10. Ricky came in the highest 9.5. Damn. Oh, Dude, that's kind of crazy, bro. <laughs> 
I know, know what? I think... I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back. It's it's an eight now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of no, here. Ricky. No, it's written. It's written. All right, then then in that case I'm gonna double down. It's a ten point five. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I. Do, that's what I do when I'm not allowed to take it back. I just double down. You guys are so high on this, dude. It. It's. I mean. It's just really fun for me. It's man. almost. I just had a blast. The comedy is great. The biggest thing for me is I would. I know. I mean, I'm not going to argue with Double D on his ratings. The one thing for me though is is I've taught. If I've said this once, I've said it a hundred times. Rewatchability. This movie is fun, and I. I love watching this and, and I'm definitely not going to wait 15 years or whatever to rewatch it because it's an easy watch. It's fun. I mean, it's yeah. not something that you need to be glued to the screen for. Um, right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it's, and this is also for, another movie that you can show, you, you know, I mean, it, it's not like anybody. To get, if, yeah. If you have a friend that's not a horror fan, they go, yes. Right. right. I mean, yeah. it's like my like mom might would get, like this movie. You're not you trying know what to I mean? watch, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, fucking a Serbian film or something. I mean, this oh, but at the same time, at the same time, as a seasoned horror fan, I consider myself somewhat seasoned, not completely spiced, but seasoned. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've seen enough films. I think that I, I was like, Oh shit, this is a good, like, to, to me, that's why I asked the question a few minutes ago, like how many zombie films have there been where the premise was that zombies were the slaves, but also, and, and drunk well, Darius said this earlier about the subtext. We, and we're, we're glossing over the subtext, but this, this movie's saying a lot of shit, man. Yeah. Like a lot. And, and I feel like the older zombie flicks, like before the Romero era, are the yeah. ones that really had that type of subtext to them, you know, the ones that had all the the Haitian voodoo type of shit, you know, where the zombies well, are literally slaves. They they, they they don't, but yeah, but those movies don't get the credit. Romero is the mainstream credit getter. Right. So, but we'll touch on that another day. Part uh, of me almost wants to go back on what I said earlier about how this is not a critic movie because if you think about it if you're looking at what critics try to objectively rate on this movie does hit all those points. I mean, yeah, it does no, have, totally. it does have, the I, think, I, I think it, I think it really also played into the fact that at the time when it came out, cause I, it was I different. Yeah, it was very different. And, and I think yeah. that helped bring it up for the critics, yeah. but I think it still remains a very, refreshing movie today like i i just saw this last night yeah. <laughs> at the time of the recording and and i was i was like whoa what the fuck is this movie like yeah like is... how have i not seen this before yeah. or heard it's anybody so... tell me to watch this <laughs> and i it's do so think un... that oh sorry go ahead tibu no it, it's just it's so unique man i i love i love the aesthetic of the 50s blended with the zombie trope of because America was all into the science fiction, what's right. going to happen with nuclear shit in the 50s type thing. And this movie totally played into all of that. And it's like a shape out of water, but zombie version. Yeah. I guess. I don't yeah. know. My, you know, I think bottom. one of the strengths we're going to see down the road with this movie is how well it ages. With it being a period piece done as well as it is, I think it's going to be something that 
like, you know, my son can watch in 10 years and, and, and be like, you know, that, yeah, that, that's actually pretty fun. It's, it's not, yeah, like, you know, I agree with that. I'm going to watch, you know, a 1968 black and white Dawn of the, or Night of the Living Dead, for example. Right. Ugh. Yeah. I was going to say my bottom line on this one is like, I love it mostly yeah. for the same reasons that I love like Reanimator or Return of the Living Dead. It was just so much yeah. fun to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's a lot of fun. The whole movie's fun. From from the, the zombie, I want to fuck a zombie shenanigans, <laughs> to the government <laughs> fucking oversight, big brother, zombie slave subtext shit. Right. That, that you know, it is what it is. We weren't, we were not going into all that, but this, this movie, this movie is, is fucking a mind blowing hidden gem that I, yeah, I agree with Ricky. No one talks about this movie. So I'm glad yeah. we talked about it tonight. I'm glad that, uh, gentlemen, I think we can all uh, say salute. Yeah. We have, we have discussed a great film. Salute. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad <laughs> we talked about it. Cheers. To you three, cheers to our friends and fans. Cheers. For Ricky, for Drunk Darius and his triumphant return back to the table. Wee. For Tibu. Yeah. For Tammy the Treat. For yeah, the delicious Carrie Ann Moss. And finally, for myself and William H. Macy. I hope it was <laughs> as good for you as it was for us. Boom. Mm, that was incredible. Is it good for you? <laughs> I've had better. Ah!